This is the Pipkin and Turnbull Show. This is season two. How is everybody doing? We are super excited uh, to be back with everyone. Uh, we have a lot of amazing things planned for season two. Uh, mm -hmm. It is September 17th, 2020. Uh, we have been on a little bit of a break. Uh, my baby Jaya was born. She's two months old. We were thinking about having her on the show, uh, but she was a little cranky, so we couldn't have her on. <laughs> but I'm sure uh, eventually uh, she will be uh, on here and y'all can see her. Uh, I even had her in like her... Uh, her, her uh, Steelers jersey, which I will say, Mr. Turnbull, my friend Jamie, <laughs> bought for her. Uh, so, but it, it's awesome, and uh, we're excited for season two. Uh, just mm -hmm. some quick updates. So, uh, so this will probably be a link in Facebook, um, to YouTube and and all that. So. Our plans are uh, for season two as uh, to really focus on that. This is more like a podcast than really a live stream. Uh, and so we're really going to be, uh, you know, pressing those outlets a little bit more. Uh, so we're hoping people are listening to this on Spotify, Google podcast, uh, Apple Music, and so just really excited uh, for uh, the future of the show, and we would love your guys' support. Um, be asking for that. We'll be pushing this show out uh, even more, even more on Twitter and, and everything else. So for all mm -hmm. of our Facebook fans, uh, still follow us, keep up with us. We're still going to probably do some live things here and there. Uh, this sh uh, show will be linked. We'll have clips on Facebook, and so uh, we just want you know, for you guys, especially on Facebook, to continue to follow us. Um, but we are uh, going to be even more outlets and even more uh, availability um, throughout this whole crazy Internet. Uh, so with that, Jamie, what is our rundown for our, our first episode for season two? All right, so today, guys, we we have a great show for you. Today, we're looking at the battle for L.A. and what could have been, what happened to the Clippers, why um, their 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 playoff record there, and just what happened. Um, for then, we're gonna look at Week One reactions to the NFL. Football is back, and I I think I can speak for both of us when I say thank you for football being back. And then to close out the show, we're gonna look at the best and worst things that we saw. Um, in sports. So with that, uh, Caleb, what, what are your initial thoughts on the Clippers losing to the Nuggets? Yeah, this has been a crazy basketball season. We haven't really been able to talk about the influence of the bubble. Um, I want to say it's the largest mm -hmm. influence, but it's it's been it's been interesting to see how the NBA has been playing this out. Uh, you've seen teams that were in cold spurts suddenly become extremely hot and crazy look amazing. Uh, like for example, mm -hmm. the Phoenix Suns went undefeated in the bubble, um, and so yeah. um, these teams that. Um, looked like they lacked chemistry and regular season have started to come on in the bubble. So I do think that that is a little aspect to this. Um, but simply talking about this Clippers Nuggets game, let's start off with the two biggest stars and the two most talented guys on the floor 
Uh, as of now, now Jamal Murray down the line, or even Jokic, who was the best player that game. But let's talk about the two yeah. biggest stars, right? We had Paul George and Kawhi Leonard absolutely did not show up for that game. Um, yeah. They look flat, especially I, I got to, you know, Kawhi's defense, I, I still think was still there. He was a great, but man, Paul George has got to show up. And he just, throughout these playoffs, I just really, you know, there was a couple games from series one that he kind of showed up, but man, it, it, it was a nightmare for Paul George, and they really needed him. And this Clippers team, you know, you know what's also interesting about this Clippers team? They just, they just did not look the same once the season started up again in the bubble. Um, didn't look yeah. as dominant. It didn't seem like they were bought in. I, I don't know what happened to them because there is no reason that this Clippers team does not reach the Western Conference Finals. We should have had a battle for LA. It still yeah. boggles my mind that the Clippers were not, with everything, every weapon that they have, that they were not able to get in. Now, I don't want to take away from the Nuggets and everything that they've done because you've basically have to, like, you got to, like, drag out, street ball them, like, shut them down yeah. to death before this like this team has been like on its like last breath in two series mm. now and they've come back so credit to them yeah. for never giving up um in these playoffs and that's that type of effort has gotten them to the Western Conference Finals but i this whole clippers debacle is unexplainable to me i mean i can explain the rockets how horrible <laughs> horrible they looked but yeah. this Clippers is just boggling my mind. Yeah, I mean, you know, and you, I, I read uh, yesterday that um, Doc Rivers said that they were fatigued and um, they were worn out, and it's like, well, is, that's on you then. That's on your conditioning program. Like, why, why is your team prepared for a long playoff series? And then you know, you look at their record and um, they're zero eight in the conference uh finals and that's an nba record the, so historically they're bad there they were fatigued and you then you got you know they blew the 3-1 lead and then um Kawhi only had two points like in the second half like you know and i know they don't ask him to guard much but you know you you that's your superstar why isn't he showing up putting the team on his back you're talking about paul george I'm talking about the guy that is supposed to be the face of that that franchise. Like, where was he? What, when your team was down, where were you? Yeah, well, the reason I mentioned Paul George is it was a abysmal. I mean, from him. You yeah. see some of the – that's why I mentioned Paul. Like, I mean, Kawhi is right there with him, but I can't even explain Paul George. Some of the, just why he looked – like, his, his – yeah. like, I mean, he – bricks he bricked a wide open three like it was wide open for him like that's yeah. not paul like my 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 criticism of paul george is like where where were you <laughs> like yeah that's like i mean i felt like watching some of the like i felt like Kawhi had better effort effort wise mm. i would give it to Kawhi, but outcome he definitely was not the same 
shot wise and everything else. Uh, no. But Paul George, I just it's you you need Paul George to be an A game for a game seven that will get you to the Western Conference Finals. I like I don't I you know just watching his performance is where I'm just like I I don't understand because I I'm a big fan of Paul George. Like I've always yeah. enjoyed watching him play and at his A game. Like when he's at his best, he's almost unstoppable. He's almost yeah. in that KD talk. I mean, when yeah. his offensive game is is on and he's red hot, like with his wingspan, his height, his defensive abilities, he is like could be talked about as one of the greats just because of the tangibles that he has, you know. And so that's yeah. why I I really focus in on Paul George because I can't I can't explain Paul George as much as I I can Kawhi because. Kawhi is is great on offense, but he's when when Paul George is on, even Kawhi can't reach that reach that level in my mind, you know. Yeah. And so that's just. But but let's let's go back to what you said. I mean, the greatest point in all this is where were the whole Clippers team? You talk about, yeah. uh, you know, uh, uh, Lewis Williams. Um, you know where. Uh, Early, I think it was the other series where he decided to leave the bubble uh, to go to Atlanta. Um, now that granted, it was for a funeral, but um, that there were other things that he did that could have gotten him straight back in the bubble. And and then there was some other players like that. You know, I just the you know the commitment level just did not seem as evident as to the opponents they were facing in the Nuggets. So let's. Mm-hmm. Let me give credit to the Nuggets. Uh, Jamal Moore, yeah, Murray, definitely. Jokic uh, definitely showed up. That team um, is going to show up for the Lakers. Um, a lot of people are saying, you know, four or five that they could get swept. Like, I at this point, I could never, like, the Nuggets are still in it. You know, the Nuggets mm. at, at this point have proven, like, uh, you gotta, long. yeah. You've got to top game six, game seven. You know, for my mind in this Western Conference Finals. But I, the way that the Lakers have been so focused in, they can't go three one. They, I don't think yeah. they can pull out another three one. They can, they can be down two or or whatever. But I, it, you know, LeBron and the Lakers just have proven like they may be flat for a game, but then they seem unstoppable for the rest of the series. Yeah. Um, oh yeah, but what's hard is you know the, you know that um, that Houston was so flat uh, at at the rest of their games, you know. So it's hard to really because L.A. This is definitely the best team that they faced. I mean, they the way that the Nuggets have played, they have played better than the Rockets. The Nuggets would have beat the Rockets. So this is the best test that the Lakers have seen. So it's going to, it's going to be a really interesting matchup. One that, you know, I'm super bummed that we didn't get Clippers Lakers. I've been saying that to you all. Like I wanted Clippers Lakers. As soon as we saw Paul George and Kawhi and AD and uh, LeBron James, like I just was hoping we'd see the battle for LA. That's what bums me out the most is like, we don't get to see that matchup. Like the entire yeah. world wanted to see this matchup. Um, and then that's not, like I said, nothing to take away from the Nuggets, but man, I am bummed out. It just, yeah, I mean, yeah. We, we sat um, our first episode um, side by side at your place. We, we were looking down the schedule 
and we're like, yeah, the the West is going to come down to a battle from L.A. So I think everybody's bummed, you know, I, and it's not to take anything away from the Nuggets. It's not to say that the Nuggets don't belong there because they do. Um, but it's just everybody had that matchup in our heads and then we don't get it. And so that's that's just, you know, disappointing. Um, I, I'm going to be interested in the next, you know, couple months to see the changes in the Clippers because you, you can't just come and go into next season and just be like, all right, we're, you know, we're, we're okay. you got to change. Like, I don't I don't know if Paul George will end up leaving. I don't know if Kawhi will end up leaving. I don't like, will they add somebody? Because you, you got to look at Kawhi now and his um, success as a champion. You know, he had he had help at the Raptors, you know, and he definitely had help when he was with the Spurs. Um, the Spurs team is probably the best team he's ever been on. And so now you got to look at the whole roster and be like, all right, can we win with just PG and Kawhi? Or do we need to add someone else? Like, do we need to add um, Giannis? Do we need to add, you know, just somebody to help us get over this hump? And I, I personally think they do. I, I don't think Kawhi can do it on his own. Um, and I, I've never been as high on Paul George as you are. Um, when he was with in, in Indiana um, uh, with the Pacers, he couldn't get over that hump. And then, you know, he was in, um, let's see, Oklahoma City, couldn't get over that hump with Russ. When he was in, now he's in L.A., and he can't get over the hump. So it's just, I've never really been no, what's, that high on But here's, George, here's the but, thing. Here's what's frustrating about him is I wouldn't be frustrated with Paul George if he didn't show these moments where he's unstoppable. Like, yeah. that's what frustrates me. And you, you have to admit, he has shown many of those moments at Oklahoma during this course of the L.A. Clippers. That's what frustrates yeah. me is that he is legitimately, talent-wise, talent, you know, his size and everything about him, there is no excuse for him not to be a top five player in this league. And now, I, whatever past, in, I don't know what the past injuries, whatever, but once he got off those injuries... Um, that's, that's why I, I'm a huge like believer in Paul George, but you've yeah. got to show up and, and maybe I shouldn't be like maybe in playoffs, like playoff Paul George is just doesn't show up. I mean, he showed up, He's you know, in the Indiana. Yeah. But that's why it's, it's frustrating. And, um, to, to me to, to watch that happen, you know, to see such a crazy talented guy and everybody's like me want to watch you know it's just it's hard it just just doesn't make sense in my mind why you're so flat for a game seven anyways yeah moving on week one reactions to the nfl um and our favorite matchups to week two so jamie i will let you kick us off with with week one of the nfl which was crazy to think of but we are there oh man Yes, uh, I I was just from noon to Sunday night. I was glued to the TV, football on. It was great. Um, but one thing that I got to talk about is, uh, you know, the 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 question everybody was asking when Brady went to Tampa Bay was, and when they were together, was it Brady or was it Belichick? Who was the reason for their success? 
And week one kind of, um, I can't say answered that because obviously we have a lot of football left to play. But Brady lost and Belichick won. And uh, Belichick, uh, I mean, uh, he's got Cam Newton. Cam Newton's no, he's a former MVP. He's no slouch. But um, that was one thing. That was one uh, reaction that I had. I was expecting Brady to play. This is like three straight games now with a pick six. And uh, he didn't play bad. I mean, besides those picks, he he put his team in a position a couple times. But, ah, I mean, I think think we're just kind of seeing that maybe Brady definitely benefited from being in that Belichick system, you know, and – um, it's not to take away from uh, the Bucks, uh, Arians. Uh, Arians is a heck of a coach, but um, that was definitely uh, something. Uh, what do you got? Well, I hate being one who um, is a defender of Tom Brady. Uh, because it was absolutely beautiful seeing those interceptions being thrown, seeing him miss completely wide open guys. But here's what I will yeah. say. Who were they playing? One team is playing the Saints. One team yeah. is playing the Dolphins. And yeah. and there wasn't nothing too special about, like, Cam played well. Uh, you know, he... he Dink and dunked his way down the field and used his speed to get into the end zone twice. Yeah. Uh, can he do that against other teams who aren't <laughs> in the uh, AFC East? Uh, especially when you go up against the Bills, you're going to need a little bit more than that. They still don't have weapons in New England. I still am not a believer yeah. in, in their weapons. So um, could Tom have done the same thing week one against the Dolphins in New England? Sure. But here's what I will say um, in Tampa Bay's defense was the whole team was sloppy. Um, Mm. Drops, uh, penalties, uh, that whole game was a sloppy game and they still had a chance to win. So very fixable mistakes um, is Mm. what I saw from the Tampa Bay Saints game. I'm still saying, hey, that – but what I will say is that Tampa's defense is for real. That they – because time and time again, that offense put them in bad positions. And I think that offense can correct itself. Um, mm. But that defense is for real. And, um, and, and they were holding the saints in check. If it weren't for those mistakes, I don't think the saints, you know, that score line would be totally different. So, um, yeah, I, so what I'm saying based on week one, not super saying, ah, well, obviously, Belichick needs Brady or Brady needs Belichick. It, it, I didn't get that feeling from week one yeah. based on uh, what we saw. Uh, because yeah. uh, I, I thought what the Patriots offense did was had great offensive line play, um, mm-hmm. was really smart with the five to ten yard passes, and Cam gets mm-hmm. in. But – and that's, you know, that's to the coaching staff's credit. I mean, Belichick used Cam's strengths to their benefit. So yeah. I will give the victory over to Belichick just for that. They had, you know, Cam ready in the system, and they were they looked pretty good. But it is the Dolphins, yeah. and you look at the Saints. Like, that is uh, uh, two very uh, different teams, um, in my opinion. Yeah. Um, 
you know, uh, your Chiefs uh, looked, uh, we'll talk about Chiefs Kingdom, they looked even better. Uh, <laughs> so it's scary to the rest of the NFL that the Chiefs actually got better uh, yes. with uh, their uh, rookie running back, uh, uh, Edward Tolaire. I think I said his name right. Yes. Uh, Clyde. Yes. Clyde running all over the place, uh, looking good. The mm-hmm. offensive line looked well, uh, played well. Uh, Houston, um, not sure what the game plan is there, but I'm not liking it. Uh, I think that, <laughs> I don't know if the, you know, uh, you know, because a lot of those points were garbage time points, really. Um, yeah. So that you know, the Chiefs' defense played actually really well. Um, you know, especially the first half going in the third quarter. Uh, you know, the other things that, uh, you know, from week one, um, that, uh, anyways, I'll get into it. Any, any other reactions that you had from week one, Jamie? Um, I mean, just the, the, the 49ers, um, was another one that just, and I was looking at their stats before the show and, um, they didn't play bad and, but you know, and every NFL team loses a game that, um, you know, you're supposed to win. Um, but that was one that they should have won. And, you know, all offseason I've heard from 49er fans that I've talked to, like, this is our revenge tour. This is our revenge tour. And then they lose to the Cardinals. And, you know, the Cardinals aren't a bad team. They're young, and um, they're going to, you know, have their ups and downs. But um, I, I was just really surprised by their week one loss. Um, and like I said, their stats weren't bad. They could have got more out of their running backs. But, um I that one was really puzzling to me, um, how how they lost and um, you know maybe Arizona is just better than what we give them credit for and maybe uh, the 49ers aren't as good as what we gave them credit for. So that was um, that was really it though uh, for me when it comes to reactions um, yeah. for week one though. Yeah, uh, you know I I the only other thing I will say is. Um, <laughs> I was expecting, I don't know what I was expecting from the Browns, um, but a six to 38 <laughs> type, uh, score line there. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, maybe I just should have expected it, but man, the Browns, I, I don't know what this team has to do to get a win because they certainly have what I feel like maybe it is just, I mean, it's definitely quarterback play from week one quarterback play was, horrendous by Baker Mayfield because yes. on paper, like you, you've got players all over the field. So you can't, I, yeah. I don't know. It's just, uh, Cleveland is a head scratcher to me. Um, the, the only other reaction I have is, Hey, Aaron Rodgers, that man is a bad man. As Stephen <laughs> A would say they, he yeah. was, they, they brought it on. Um, yeah. and the Packers offense, looked amazing so uh somebody said it i said this is very true maybe the greatest move and the most diabolical smart move they've ever made was to draft jordan love to give aaron Rodgers motivation (laughs) because he he looked unbelievable uh week one so oh yeah uh yeah that that was crazy um so week two going into week two um uh, one matchup that uh, that 
that we we both have one matchup that we're really going to be interested in. Um, mm. And to bring back uh, into the conversation um, is the Buccaneers and the Panthers game. So both teams lost week one. Um, and so this is both a divisional clash again uh, in that NFC South. Uh, this is, to me, a better tell of where actually both teams are at and especially especially the buccaneers um because teddy teddy and and carolina with mccaffrey they actually did a pretty decent job against the raiders um in in week one um and i and i still am a believer in their offense so um we get to see another look at this tampa bay defense to see what they can do with with a talented guy like McCaffrey and some other pieces that they have uh, for the Panthers. Um, this is really interesting to me also uh, to see, like we had just talked about, some of these mistakes that the Buccaneers had made um, going into this matchup to see if they can correct them and seeing how powerful this offense can be. Um, the only thing is, you know, they got pretty injured. Tampa Bay did. Um, with Chris Godwin, uh, Mike Evans, and it look himself, um, you know, uh, the, the bright light to this whole, whole thing was OJ Howard. Uh, he looked great for Tampa. Um, so it's a really going to be an interesting matchup for week two and Jamie, I'm going to go ahead and let you, uh, pick your matchup for week two. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you go handle your business, Caleb. Um, for me personally, I'm looking forward to tonight's game, Cincinnati and Cleveland. Um, you know, because Cincinnati's a young team. Um, they've got a rookie, Joe Burrow, at quarterback. Um, and I felt like they should have beat the Chargers um, in week one um, had it been for a missed kick. Burrow put a lot, a lot of it on him and said he should have played better. But Honestly, I thought he played a perfect game. Um, I thought he did a wonderful job for that being his first NFL game. Um, so I'm looking forward to Cincinnati and Cleveland. And Cleveland is um, – they're, they're puzzling to me um, because they've got all the talent in the world. They've got you know Jarvis Landry. They've got Odell Beckham Jr. They've got two good running backs and uh, Chubb and Kareem Hunt. And then they've got their quarterback, um, Baker Mayfield, who, you know, number one overall pick, Heisman Trophy winner, um, you know, and but yet they just they they can't uh, win, <laughs> you know, and um, it's not even get over the hump. It's they can't get to that hump because they can't win. And so I, I put it I think tonight is going to be a, a good game. Um, and also, um, since since Caleb is, is gone, um, I, I put Baltimore and Houston. Um, I don't think Houston is um, as bad as what we saw last Thursday. And so um, I think Baltimore is going to be a good matchup for them because um, I, think, I think the Chiefs are really good, but I think Houston, no preseason. I, and that's one thing I noticed in week one was no preseason definitely affected everybody. Um, you know, the tackling was sloppy. The play was kind of sloppy. And so I'm looking forward to, um, Caleb, just to get you caught back up, brother. Um, I, I'm looking forward to tonight's matchup, Cincinnati and Cleveland. 
Um, I think um, Cincinnati being a young team um, and Cleveland just, you know, just seeing where they're at versus Cincinnati. Um, and then I, I, I'm talking about now uh, Baltimore and Houston. Um, I don't think Houston is as bad as what um, they appeared to be last Thursday. And so I, I'm looking for them to bounce back. And I'm also looking to see uh, how Baltimore does against them. Because um, Baltimore is obviously a favorite in the AFC. And um, so I'm, I'm looking forward to um, those two matchups. Thursday night football tonight and then Baltimore and Houston. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And, and great. Yeah. And the Houston thing is hard for me to to yeah. to how because Baltimore is going to be in, uh, looked incredible um, mm. and and that's going to be uh, you go Chiefs Baltimore your first two opening games that's pretty rough mm. that's pretty yeah. pretty rough I mean you know you could uh, the heart they looked like they needed Hopkins <laughs> yes. what did you say so yes. like they looked like they needed Hopkins they, you know yeah uh but and that's not to say that their wide receivers are bad like they've got Kenny Stills they've got um Fuller they've got uh, um good wide receivers but man they missed Hopkins last Thursday like just the sure hands you throw it to him he's gonna come down with it they missed it and yeah. it was it was really sad um have you have you seen Houston's uh, schedule um, after Baltimore? No, I haven't looked too deeply into Houston's schedule. <laughs> uh, uh, to, to, to be honest, I'm like, eh, maybe maybe eight wins. That'd be a good good season for them. Three, three and four at some point is going to be, um, I would find a success because they have, um, let's see, they have the Ravens next, then they have the Steelers, then they have the Vikings, Jaguars, Titans, Packers, and Jaguars. Wow. And so then it kind of eases up. They go into Cleveland, then they go to the Patriots. So it eases up. But, man, that first, like, you know, you, you got the Chiefs, Ravens, Steelers. That's like, rough. That's your first three weeks. Yeah. And so we're – uh, I don't see the Texans. I'm not going to – I hate to go into prediction, predictions after week one, but I don't see them making the playoffs, man, because <laughs> it's just they need some help, and I don't yeah. think Bill O'Brien is their help. And I'm looking, man, it's going to be a new coach, new GM, because he does both there. But they're, they're too bought in. They're, he, he is the GM. Bill O'Brien is the GM. Yes. They the they they are bought if the in. Owner wants them to go to the this Super is, Bowl. This the is this is gonna have. To this is at least sense. another three years of this. At no, least no. I, yes, I disagree. Man, that, Bill O'Brien will not be there next year. You think Guaranteed. all their picks and all their resources that they're getting in three years? Yes. He can buy his job for three years. No. Yeah. No. Uh, uh-uh. I I disagree, man. I really I no, because there's just no way. Like they they continue to underperform, and there's no reason the Chiefs should have blew them out week one. There's no reason. Like we're good, we're we're a good team. But Houston, like this was a team that was like we had a they, lead on them in the playoffs. 
And we came back and was winning by halftime. Well, see, I agree with you. They they need to get rid of him. I'm not trying to say that they shouldn't. They get rid of him now. I I am not. I do not understand. I do not understand the grand scheme of all this. But I'm telling you, the ownership at Houston, they are giving him more control instead of pulling it back. That's why I'm saying they are so bought in to this point that they – he can justify three years. I'm not saying he deserves three years. I'm saying Bill O'Brien, the way that they have positioned him, he can justify three years. Especially right. just signing Deshaun to his new contract. Uh-huh. I'm going to, all right, by, let's see, 11-15. That's the Browns game. We're going to reevaluate this. We're going to, what where they're at. We're going to, like, mark it down, write it down. Anybody listening, like, mark it down, write it down. We're going to reevaluate the Texans. Um, I think that's week nine. Uh, 11-15, before they play the Browns, we're going to reevaluate and where we think the Texans are. Because I'm telling you, they ain't. Bill O'Brien is not going to be there next year. <laughs> and if, if, if he is, Texans are. Yeah, no, I I don't understand what they're doing. So I mean that's uh, why like that's why I'm sheer just say like I I don't I don't get it at all. Um and Bill O'Brien is really close with the people he needs to be close with, with the owner, the guy who's writing the paycheck, uh you don't bite the hand that feeds you type deal. Like he's good at that. Um, you know, so um, you know, as we said, you know, uh, <laughs> I shouldn't bring it up, man. But that the dimple always drives me crazy, and we don't get to see the <laughs> dimple, man, because uh, of the mask. So, yep. but anyways, but oh, no, man. I'm not justifying. Like, here's the thing: I'm not justifying Bill O'Brien because none of it. I have no clue. But I'm saying the way that Houston has bought into him, they're they're in too deep at this point. They're like, okay, we'll see the the plan out. Um, which will at this point lead them to uh, eight win seasons, and then after three years, they're like, "Yeah, too much." Is, you know, it's too much. It's like with the whole Jason Garrett thing. You yeah. know, I felt like Jason Garrett should have been gone a long time ago. <laughs> but uh, no, they they uh, he 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 knew who to keep happy. He knew who to keep happy, and I feel like Bill O'Brien is that same way. Anyways. I didn't know we'd go off into that tangent. It was fun. Yeah. Uh, but it was good. It was all good. Um, so uh, here are uh, our favorite things and the worst things that we saw from this weekend. So I can start with mine. Um, and then, Jamie, we will go into yours. Um, so starting with uh, the worst thing that I saw this weekend was that Jimmy Garoppolo, uh, obviously, um, is, uh, has, uh, lost some of his throwing ability because there is no reason he should have had it thrown that high to Mr. Kittle to where he busted up his knee. So let's talk about San Francisco for a second. (laughs) That was my biggest, the biggest failure from this week is San Francisco because, I don't know how you can look at the entire roster that they have they missed weapons on defense. They don't have any wide receivers and the ones that the weapons that they do have got hurt. Uh, AKA Kittle, which 
I, I, I don't know how he missed that bat on that pass. Um, and Jimmy just, I mean, good grief. Jimmy looked, I was not impressed by Jimmy. Um, you know, I know that you can say you can look at the stats and, and all that, but that was a, that was a sloppy game kind of on both sides, but I don't know how they get out of even their own division. I mean, you've got Seattle. You look like Arizona is going to be a good team. Um, and then you've got yeah. the Rams. I mean, and the Rams are going to stay pretty pretty level and pretty decent. They're, it's it's a hard division. Um, and I was that was probably my biggest fail of the week is just watching the 49ers kind of deplode um, where you see the Chiefs as almost unstoppable. Um, they like, what is, it's kind of like, I don't understand the direction for the 49ers either. So Mm -hmm. are they a one hit wonder? Is it the case once again, where they get to the Super Bowl lose, um, and then they be like the worst team in football for a little while. And then somehow miraculous, have a miraculous season and make it back. I mean, that's what, that's what last year felt like, like, like throughout every week. And I knew you were a big believer in them uh, after week two because in week one, I will always make fun of Jamie for being a fan of the Bengals last year, and I got on to him. <laughs> so week one, Jamie was like, hey, the Bengals are going to be good. Watch out for the Bengals. Yeah, he'll always oh. have to own that one. He will always <laughs> have to, and I will remind him. But, yes, it took me a while to be on the 49ers because this is why. This is the exact reason why, because I cannot understand um, how they lost some of their defensive players, um, the thing that held them together, um, and Jimmy just looked bad. Like, like to me, like you need Garoppolo on his A game because there are no other weapons there in San Francisco. Um, my favorite yeah. thing that I saw. Um, any thoughts on that, Jamie? Oh uh, no, I agree. Um, uh, I mean. Jimmy, I, I think he's not that good of a quarterback. I'm pretty sure I've said that on this show yeah. a couple times. Um, he he he'll get you what you need, and um, I kind of I've always just looked at him as an Alex Smith, I guess. Um, he, he you're going to win games with him. Um, can he win championships? That's another um, another thing. Um, but uh he really showed me a lot in the super bowl was he could make the throws but there was a lot he missed and you you can't really win with that so yeah i mean i i agree with you on that 100 yeah and so my favorite thing um that i saw from this weekend was ben roethlisberger's return um as quarterback (laughs) of my steelers and finally we have a quarterback again. <laughs> uh, yes. You know, I, I love Big Ben's recovery story. Um, basically lost all of his tendons, ripped off the bone, off of his elbow, and in one year is coming back uh, and in a weird off season, really had a stellar game. Uh, he was slow, obviously beginning, shaking off the jitters, uh, got some big hits like he usually does in the game. Uh, but... Uh, really love where Ben's at. Um, he's really worked hard, um, and he looks like he's motivated and passionate to win, which I love. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, the Steelers, um, especially getting into that second quarter, going into the second half, um, they looked really good. Um, and, I, you know, I was already a, a big fan of their 
Pittsburgh's defense, but they're they they can fly all over the field. They have players yeah. on that defense at each position. You know, my my only question is the secondary, but the secondary plays well enough, um, especially with Mika Fitzpatrick uh, holding everything in in the the backfield. Uh, but Devin Bush and those linebackers, Bud Dupree. Um, but yes, my the best moment for me was seeing Ben come back and throw three touchdowns and have over 200 yards passing, um, mm-hmm. and and that's what Pittsburgh needs. Um, and this yeah. this offense has incredible young wide receivers with Chase Claypool coming in had a great game to me being his mm-hmm. first game in the NFL. Juju having two touchdowns, loving seeing Juju back. Um, getting touchdowns again. Um, and honestly, Ben should have had some better stats because there was actually quite a few drops from some of these uh, Steelers wide receivers. So um, that was my my the biggest win for me was just seeing uh, after a year of recovery that Big Ben is still able to throw the football well um, and accurately. Mm-hmm. And with power, he, he – Zing! Uh, I, yes, I used the word zing. I couldn't think of another word than zinging it in there. Uh, zinged it. <laughs> he zinged it in there. Put some power. Put some hot pocket power behind that. Uh, uh, yeah, and uh, so yeah, I because it was kind of like they had a phone call. You know, uh, if you ever get a chance, definitely I would recommend watching the Ben Roethlisberger, his recovery documentary. Definitely an amazing watch. I really recommend that. Um, He's given two options. like You can try the surgery. We're hopeful that it works. Or you can leave it and be done playing football. Like, those are his two choices. So, um, really amazing to see where he's at and hopefully just being able to stay healthy. Um uh, but yeah, that was my biggest win and failure for the weekend. Jamie, what were yours? Um, my biggest um, failure uh, would be no preseason. Uh, preseason, you know, the lack of pre- we take preseason for granted, um, and it was more uh, obvious this season because we didn't have it. Um, you, you just saw a lot of sloppiness, um, a lot of a lot of uh, just missed tackles, as I've said earlier, um, a lot of plays that, you know, you wouldn't have saw um, and just overall just sloppiness that will get better as the season goes forward. Um, and then so that was my biggest, um, you know, worst my worst thing. Um, for week one, um, one of the big thing that I absolutely loved was um, the Chiefs. Um, obviously, um, you know they just they they just keep moving. They kept rolling, didn't m- miss a beat, um, and just were playing just good football um, to to catch you up, Caleb. Uh, my worst thing was uh, the lack of preseason. And the overall sloppiness that um, I saw on week one. And then my best thing would have to be um, the Chiefs um, and just how they just still seem like a well-oiled machine, um, not missing a beat, just kept – just continued what they what they finished last season. Um, and then I would say another uh, worst thing would have to be um, Brady. I, I – see, all right. I don't hate Brady, and I will never hate Brady. I respect him and everything that he's accomplished. I will go to my grave saying he's probably the best quarterback of this generation. 
Um, so it, it kind of hurt to see him go out there and just not play to his standard. Um, so I'm definitely looking forward to um, him versus Carolina because I, I, I there's going to be a big bounce back um, this weekend from him, I would hope. Um, but, um, yeah, I mean, no preseason was bad. Chiefs good, Brady bad. That's that's what I got. Well, uh, I would just say I, I would say I was pretty impressed by – how everything was played, to be honest with you. Uh, we didn't mm-hmm. see very many penalties. Um, and a lot of games, I just, you know, everybody was saying, you know, we saw one or two penalties. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I I thought we would see a whole lot more uh, broken tackles and missed tackles. Now we did see that. Um, mm-hmm. But overall, I I thought it was actually a lot better than I expected it to be. Um, yeah. In my opinion, uh, you know, and, you know, once again, mentioning the Chiefs, I don't even know if they had a penalty at all uh, in their game. I'd have to check I don't that. Think so, um, so uh, for me, I was, I would say, I mean, based on all the circumstances, and I, I think you'd agree with me. I mean, overall, we had, based on everything, now having no offseason, that it actually it was a high level of play. Um, that yeah, I didn't expect yeah. expect to see uh, week one. Uh, so that would be that would be my only thought uh, to round off today. Uh, looking forward to a big matchup tonight uh, with mm-hmm. the Boston uh, Celtics and the Miami Heat in Game Two. Mm-hmm. Um, looking forward uh, to seeing seeing you know this amazing run that the Heat have had. Um, and seeing some of these stars from Boston bounce back should be a great game tonight. Uh, the other game tonight will be, as Jamie mentioned, the Cincinnati and Bengals game. So definitely we'll be uh, watching that as well tonight. Uh, Jamie, any final thoughts? No, um, just looking forward to uh, you know doing this, get, getting season two rolling. Um, you know, make sure you guys subscribe to our YouTube. Like our Facebook, follow us on Twitter, and uh, I can't wait to interact with all you guys and talk sports. So um, that's all I got, man. Yeah, we're changing. We're uh, we're hoping to increase everything. We we want to to continue to have fun doing this, and just uh, we love doing this. Love talking sports. Uh, we just hope that this can be, uh, you know, uh, forty five minutes an hour breaking your day that you really enjoy, and so. We're excited to be back in season two. Uh, y'all heard me get up and leave sometimes. Part of season two is I'm in season two of my life with a new baby <laughs> uh, and everything. So uh, yep. it's gonna be fun. It's gonna be fun, and uh, you know we're we're excited for the Pipkin and Turnbull show. All right, guys, we will talk to you later.